Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Today on KWTX at Fort Art Center, Waco, celebrates a big milestone next week, and you're invited to join them in the festivities. And it is Diabetes Awareness Month, how you can get a free screening and learn more about the condition which impacts so many people. Plus, a new month means a new crop of video game releases. Andrew Hamilton dives into this month's most anticipated games in today's Hardwired. KWTX at 4 starts now. And thanks for joining us. I'm Justin Early here with Keisha Lopez and first alert meteorologist Camille Hawksworth. Don't forget today's the last day of early voting. You have until 7 p.m. Then the election is Tuesday, but you have until 7. If you can tweet some time, then you can get out of the way and out of the lines. Y'all were talking about I, it last week. Right. Did you? Or earlier this I went, week, you I went, went Justin went, yeah, you haven't no gone line. me either. I haven't gone yet either. No whatsoever. And it was pretty easy. A lot of, you know, now you get to in McLennan County, that little fill in, you go yep. to fill in the little bubble. And so it takes no time. It's great. So go do it. Let your voice be heard. Now also today, exciting day. It's not just Friday. Mm -hmm. It's National Sandwich Day. It's National Sandwich Day. <laughs> okay. And the history of the sandwich isn't really clear. Yeah, that's right. So many people believe that uh, it was named after John Montague, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, Earl, Earl of sandwich. <laughs> in Great Britain during the American Revolution. Well, legend has it that he loved gambling so much that he didn't want to leave the table, you know, the card table. So he would ask his <laughs> servants to just bring him slices of meat between bread. Oh. <laughs> well, the story goes on and his gambling friends started asking him for the same as sandwich. Okay. That's kind of quotations as, there, same uh, as sandwich. But okay. sandwiches, the biographer mm. believed it came about as a time-saving meal because he was so busy with the Navy, politics, and the arts. Well, however it happened, the humble sandwich is now a mainstay of lunches everywhere. The possibilities for constructing one are truly endless. First, do you have a favorite sandwich? Mm. Is there one that you just love? No, I don't. Yeah. Or something with a lot of veggies on it? Okay. I like a veggie yeah, sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Those are good too. Yeah. Do um, you consider I'm, a hamburger a sandwich? I had one today. I, I you count that as a because it's on it Yeah. I'm going to count it as one, but we have to go get into this. The hot dog. Okay. So do you have feelings on where the other is the hot dog a sandwich? It's no. made in between bread. No, there's no way a hot dog is a sandwich. So what we used to do is uh, cut it open uh -huh. and lay the the pieces. So we'd have two uh, hot dogs and mm -hmm. put two bun or two or four pieces, I guess, on a slice of bread and then put another slice over it. So yeah, technically it was a, a sandwich. Okay, wait, you, you know? guys are blowing mm -hmm. my mind here. As a hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> I, it's, someone I described it as like a, a, a taco with like a little bun instead of a, I don't know, I don't know. I, it's not a sandwich, guys. I'm sorry. It's not. I was I'm using you, sliced bread. So okay. it was, so, sure. So, okay. And then you like slice the hot dog up and put, okay, I can see that. Okay, but a wait. traditional way. Turkey is still turkey when it's not in between sandwiches. So like you have turkey, mm -hmm. slice of turkey, you put it between bread and it becomes a turkey sandwich. Mm. So you, had a you have a hot dog, dog mm. you put it in the bread, mm. it's still a hot dog. Mm. 
Okay. What about this no, one? No, no hot dog sandwich. Uh, so I heard that uh, In-N-Out Burger has that secret menu, that oh, yeah. you know, unheard right. of menu. <laughs> well, Animal you can style. get your, uh, what is it called? Animal Style is one of the ones that's like mustard and something else. Okay, well, but you can get the meat uh, in between lettuce. Yes, which so is no bread. Oh. No bread. So is it still called a sandwich? I don't know. Is it lettuce sandwich? I say yes. Okay. <laughs> I say yes. Protein style. Protein style is one. Also, don't forget the little, I love little cucumber sandwiches and little white bread. Oh, so good. Perfect. And egg salad sandwiches. So yes. delicious. Those are good too. Sandwiches. We love them all. <laughs> and you know what goes well with sandwiches. Number one in our daily four. Uh-oh. Had one of those too. 32 ounces a few minutes ago. <laughs> Soda goes really well with sandwiches or by itself. Still, there is an uh, an additive in there. Some sodas, uh, they have it. It's called brominated vegetable oil or BVO. And recently, the Food and Drug Administration has proposed to ban it. Um, the agency says the substance is no longer considered safe after animal studies show it was toxic to the thyroid gland. BVO is used mostly in citrus flavored beverages such as your Mountain Dews, your orange soda, and even squirt. When I was reading the script at my desk, I said no. Not the squirt. Mm. <laughs> oh no. California banned uh, this substance uh, last month and it became the first state to actually do so. The ingredient is already banned in Europe and Japan as well. The FDA is taking public comments right now on the proposed ban and they're going to do that through January 17th. So. I know that BVO is a substance that is used in flame retardant. It's oil. Industrialized, mm -hmm. right? It's so an oil. to me, I don't want the same ingredients. I mean, maybe it's a subconscious thing, but it doesn't seem like it would necessarily be the kind of thing I'd want in my body. And we've been drinking it for years and years and years. Heck yeah. It is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. Justin, probably, we've already talked about this sometimes. You know my thoughts on on these additives that mm. if it's not safe in Europe and it's not safe in Japan, yeah. why is it safe for us right. here? Why are we just now coming to some of these revelations on some of the candies, the coloring, right. yes. the additives? And we just right. need to get rid of all that stuff. And just now, I mean, we're just hearing about this in the past year or two. So this is kind of really becoming an issue now. So I don't know. I think I we're know. becoming more health conscious too. Hopefully so. So Actually, that's a good thing. Yeah. But so does once in a while. If you're not exposed to this long term, oh, if it's right. not every single day, maybe it's not as bad. I drink mostly water anyway. I still may go get, you know, a Sunkiss or something. <laughs> Hard to good. give up for sure. Hey, there's an Instagram account, The Food Babe. Mm -hmm. Kind of okay. easy to remember, oh, okay, but she babe. talks about all the time, try this instead of this. Mm -hmm. Just, there's like some healthy alternatives mm -hmm. that we can do that don't have all the additives yeah. in there. So that's a good one that I follow that even like goldfish and things like that, all the additives oh, in there, the switch yeah, it out yeah. for this maybe product. You could and mix like Topo Chico and orange juice and maybe get the same feeling as this kiss. Maybe so, yeah. Tonight, maybe Let's try it and then get back to us. to the yeah. food babe and <laughs> see if she likes that one. We'll see how it goes. All right, now number two in our daily four. And well, uh, believe it or not, it is time to fall back again. You get that extra hour of sleep. We'll be setting our clocks back one hour at 2 a.m. Sunday morning. Of course, these days our phones set the time back automatically. But when we lose that daylight and the sun sets sooner in the day and we get into the colder, gloomier weather, some folks might experience SAD, seasonal affected disorder. It's, it's called SAD. Psychology experts say there are things you can do to protect yourself, though, from those depressive symptoms, and here are a few of them. Use light to your advantage by considering one of those light box, light therapy boxes, or special lamps that kind of mimic the sun. Mm -hmm. If you have a winter getaway or if you can work remotely, if you have one of those jobs, maybe go somewhere sunnier and warm in that time. Also use exercise to boost your mood. This one really does help a lot of folks 
Regular exercise can increase your serotonin levels and also try to exercise outside in the daylight when you can because we have a lot of opportunities for that in Texas. Mm -hmm. We have some really beautiful winter days to get outside. And also be aware of the warning signs. You could be experiencing seasonal depression and those can include things like just a lack of experiencing pleasure. You can't really find yourself happy. You're isolating more and maybe you have a decrease in appetite or sleep and that's when you know it's time to maybe ask your doctor for their suggestions on what you might try to do, whether it's maybe a therapy, maybe a medication, see what they can do to help you out. But I, it is, you know, we in news are very sensitive to this, I think. Uh, anybody is really. Yeah. When you're driving home and it's dark yeah. or it's dark on your dinner break, mm -hmm. you kind of feel mm -hmm. It, it's it's just a different kind of feeling. It's like dark says go to sleep, right? Mm -hmm. That's what dark says. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to get over that. What do you? I told my mom. I said I'm getting old. My doctor put me on vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> but because it's, I go to work typically in the morning yeah. at you know 3 a.m., it right. is dark outside. And yeah. then once I leave, I go home and I'm not back out again. Yeah. So you know, he's like, yeah, take this and get outside and walk around. <laughs> Hey, I gave vitamin D to my kids, so yeah, that's not that's an age right. thing. I know, I know, <laughs> but it was just like, darn, I got to take a pill now. But no, but it, it, actually vitamin D, it helps with a lot of different things too, mm -hmm. not just. Um, I'm taking it too. Okay, I'm good, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. <laughs> vitamin D and B12 too, they really can help you, yes. help you out. But I mean, nothing like a good old afternoon of sunshine. Even this time of year, the sun just feels different, you know, mm -hmm. than it does in the summer. It doesn't burn for it one doesn't thing. It doesn't burn, it doesn't burn. It's, it's a little burning. bit further away from mm -hmm. us than the yeah. angle of the earth and the way that it hits us. Mm -hmm. Right, you always know the science reasons. Ah. <laughs> yeah, do you have a problem with this time of year or is it mostly okay? You, I don't know, I feel like I haven't slowed down enough yeah. to. Look at the kids. Yeah, you just kind of go, 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 go. Do they get more tired earlier this time of year is that a good thing can we maybe? speak that into existence let's let's make it happen let's manifest it for parents <laughs> who need their babies to go to sleep yes. go yes. to sleep baby it's time to go to bed this yeah day. I'm hoping that with the darkness coming a little <laughs> earlier that they will go to bed a little earlier yeah. it could be an advantage of all this too all right now it's number three in our daily four all right this next daily four is a story from Florida on Wednesday a deputy was dispatched to a home for calling 911 mm. and when he arrived he found himself in the midst of a great lesson and an even more heartwarming incident you guys take a look at this right now. Mm. Hello, Hi. is this your home? Yeah. Everything okay? Sorry, I just locked my door. Yeah. We had a 911 call. Come from uh, Talk to my son. Gianni, come here. Does he have a disconnected cell phone? Oh, yep. Come here. Bring your phone, come here. He honestly doesn't even know what 911 is for. Yeah, I'll explain it to him, it's not a problem. Did you call this gentleman? You called the police? Uh, why did they give him a hug? You called him to give him a hug. <laughs> what is? Let me see if it was there. Yep, at 441. Yeah. <laughs> and I know what you phone number one, one nine one one. Yeah, but you know what that's for? Is if you're in trouble and you need help. Or if somebody you know is around you and that's in trouble and that needs help. It's very important. You got to be careful when you call that number, okay? Okay. Only in emergencies. And if you're hurt or someone else is hurt and your mom needs help, you know, someone's doing something they're not supposed to do, you give us a call, okay? Okay. All right. So sorry. sorry. It's okay, kid. Don't worry about it. Thank you, you're welcome. <laughs> He got his hug. What did that make you feel watching that? How did you react to that? What was your, what were your thoughts? Okay, my like, okay, I, 
I probably have the wrong reaction, but did he say disconnected phone? Yes, he did. So you can call 911 from a disconnected yes. phone? This mm -hmm. is like, I did mm -hmm. not know this. Yeah, I guess some of the kids uh, mm -hmm. nowadays, like, especially for iUsers, you know, mm -hmm. I'm an Android user, um, mm -hmm. but if you're connected to Wi-Fi, you can still message each, each other. Oh, so maybe it was an iPhone kind of situation mm -hmm. and they were on the Wi-Fi. message and you can, yeah. Got so. it. I can see the advantage in an actual emergency. Yeah. I think the officer was very understanding mm -hmm. um, because, you know, that is technically a crime. You're not supposed to call 911 unless it's an emergency, right. but he used it as a teachable moment for this child, and I think a lot of kids can learn about that, but I get it. He wanted to give the officer a hug. He had love for and the officer. That That's sweet. is what I paid attention to. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked, and it's such a heavy topic, you know, all of the officer-involved shootings and all the stuff that, you know, we plaster on the news. You know, it's, it's sad, it's scary, yeah. and, you know, we're always talking about how do you talk to the kids about such serious matters, and even in the midst of all of that, you've got these little ones yeah. that are still looking at officers as those are the ones who come and help us. Yeah, look to the helpers yeah. as you know. Uh, so that Bell. that is what touched me. I like, love that. All yeah. that you know, he's like. <laughs> I just called you for a hug. <laughs> but hopefully a lot of people can, you know, spread that around yes. and show people because it, he did explain very well, this is the real reason why you should use 911. He looks like a senior cop, too. Really I'm going to nice say person. that. Yeah. And and he came, you know, very disarmed. So it's almost yeah. like, mm, I think I have an idea what's yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah, that's great. All right, now to number four in our Daily Fours. We round things out. Um, tears of joy. The Texas Rangers win in the World Series. That has many fans Whoa. emotional about the accomplishment. A sea of fans gathered in Arlington this afternoon as the Texas Rangers took their victory lap around their city to celebrate their triumph against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh my gosh. So mm -hmm. back in 2017, you know, many Rangers fans had tears of anger when the Astros yeah. won the World Series. In fact, uh, that night, one, a guy, in, uh, Katie, tweeted a declaration. He said mm. that he declared, you know, three days in which he would sob, okay. you know, tears of joy. Okay. Here's the first tweet from that. Okay, so you can see from the first one, it was his wedding, and of course, he already had that checked off. Um, he also stated this was most likely the order that these events <laughs> would happen. For his wedding photos, Aww. you can see he's all smiles. Uh, but earlier, of course, in the ceremony, definitely cried those tears of joy. Aww. Now, the next declaration was, Aww. you know, for the birth of his children. He updated the post with yet another check mark. Three years later in 2020, his first daughter came into this world. And mm. you can see definitely, look at that. Oh, oh the emotion <laughs> on his face there. Uh, now, finally, after another three years, Nathan Frederick checked the last box on his list. He definitely cried tears of joy after the Rangers won the World Series. And I would argue more so than his, you know, he cried when his Wedding happened, yeah. and when his children were born, combined. <laughs> Take a look at this. <laughs> oh, I love this guy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man, buddy. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That is. Oh. I don't want to talk over it, but he's so happy. Oh he's my so gosh. happy. Now, oh, that. That is so amazing. <laughs> That is a reaction. I can't oh, I love my that gosh. so much. That is so incredibly sweet. You know what's crazy, you guys? Yeah. Like watching this, I know him. You don't know. I, I do. Nathan, you don't know Nathan he, he, Yes, I do. Abby, his wife. We went to college Are together. Are you serious? Oh, my wow. God. I didn't know. When you told me this story, we were going to talk about this. Okay. I didn't know who that was. You have to send this to them. I so am. I'm going to clip this and send this to Abby. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Do you know that? Well, 
Go ahead. He's a good sport. He's, He's letting us, sport. yeah, show this on the air. So we definitely appreciate, we appreciate that. It. I know it was a very. I'm going to give him a hard time. Dramatic <laughs> moment. But yeah, I mean, it's the hear, first time. Yeah, yeah, you could hear it in his voice. It was like decades of, of hope. Yes. That culminated in the final win, and yes. got it. And we're so happy for all the, the Rangers fans. I think it just kind of shows us like what we were all kind of feeling. Even us that are like, I think I've said this before, that are not like been following the Rangers yeah. or super big sports fans. It was. It was a moment to enjoy and for to sure. celebrate for sure. And sometimes when you have all those pent up emotions yeah. on what's going to happen, it just flood. all comes out. <laughs> I want to know. Does anybody estimate how many people were there at the celebration? How I'm many not people sure was how many that? folks. It was looked pretty packed. I know the school districts there. I know Mansfield and um, Arlington were out. Maybe even part of Fort Worth were out. And people skipped work today. Mm. I heard the interstates were crazy, crazy oh, packed. Yeah. I bet it was a My dad there. went to yes. the parade. Okay. Yes, and he was showing me the costumes and yes. everybody was dressed mm. up. Just all in good spirits today, for sure. Wow. All right, 50 years, that's how long Arts Center Waco has been teaching, displaying, and preserving visual arts. Yeah, the nonprofit organization is a champion of visual artists locally, nationally, internationally. Here to share more about the 50th anniversary celebration is Executive Director Megan Bias. So first of all, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you for coming in here. So 50 years. It's a long time. It is definitely a long time. Share with us, you know, how the nonprofit began and, and what it's doing now. It began in 1973 and it was actually put together by the Junior League and mm. government grants. And I think just a, a real love of arts and wanting to advocate for them and uh, uh, provide classes and education in the community. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it started there and it's just grown over the past 50 years. And we talked about, you know, the nonprofit's mission a little bit at the beginning. It, it, tell us more about the impact that ACW has had in the past 50 years. It's been a long time, a long legacy. It has, and, and before we were in the building we're in now, we were over at MCC, so it was really nice to be part of the, the community college, but just the pure, being able to provide informal education, arts education, kind of fill in the gaps where um, our uh, regular education system isn't yeah. able to maybe put their their funds or their or their uh, energy or uh, focus on. Um, so being able to kind of fill in there has been just a really amazing thing for Art Center, providing a place to exhibit, like you said, local artists, mm -hmm. international artists, providing a really great place for, um, like just, just to talk about stuff, to talk about hard topics. I think art mm -hmm. is a really great place to start for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember when it was on the MCC canvas, and I remember when it moved. I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to a new place. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about the programs that are going on there and maybe even like membership opportunities. We have lots of membership opportunities. They go, they range from $30 all the way up. Um, we have classes that are going on right now. We're really trying to build up our children's education programs. Mm -hmm. We have a create and play that just started. It's a toddler time. Uh, classes just to get you know moms out with their kiddos get them doing little arts and crafts and reading books and stuff like that we have a winter camp that's coming up mm -hmm. um, we also have our family day that's tied to this exhibit that's coming up we try to have programming around every exhibit that happens we have really great artist talks and and lectures and so it's just really about it, it, um, making it an open forum for everybody. That's awesome that they're involved that you're involving the kids as an educator and a product of a family of educators um, you know teaching the kids you know those mobility skills and colors mm -hmm. and textures and matching and you know it, it, it really art 
is very yeah. important with that. For sure, I know diversity and inclusion are very important to your organization. How do you make sure those are prioritized? I think it's important to make sure that our exhibits are relevant and that they speak to the entire community. I'm actually new to, uh, I was gonna say West Texas, that's where I came Sorry. from. Waco! I, I am new to Waco, um, and I'm so grateful to be here, and one of the big uh, reasons why I came here was because the community is so diverse, and one of the big uh, pulls to the job was that that is such an important part of the mission. Mm -hmm. and so being involved in the community as well as providing exhibits that are um, you know multicultural uh, speak to different socioeconomic uh, people in the community making it available and accessible mm -hmm. to people who might not be able to get arts education another way I know that's usually the first thing that leaves in schools unfortunately so I'm really proud to be part of an organization that is able to kind of fill in that gap I remember, uh, I've only been there a couple of times. Uh, there was one exhibit, and I cannot remember who the artist was, but I think uh, it was a Mexican artist, and they brought in all these different pieces that were created from artifacts and items from Mexico, and it even talked about the way they made the colors, mm -hmm. the, the, I think it was like a, an insect or something, that right. they get that, rich, get that blue rich blue that indigos yeah. from. Um, and then uh, the designer, I think, of is it Hermes? Hermes. Oh, yeah, Hermes. Yes. Who is Hermes. from Temple, yeah. honestly. Right, right. Yeah, he lives in, in, in Houston now, but he's from the Central Texas area. And so even telling his story when I saw that attached to um, the Art Center, I was like, okay. Yeah, that perfect. was our last exhibit, the yes. Kermit Oliver Hermes uh, yeah. scarf exhibit. It was beautiful and yes. um, just such a talented artist he is anyway. And what an incredible combination of you know, fashion and, and yeah. fine art. Which one your favorite? So they're all, and I've, and so since I'm so new, I'm, I really have loved them uh, for different reasons. I loved that one uh, just because of those reasons that I just said, and, and I also really liked the one before. It was Ty and V. Mm -hmm. It was an, it was a abstract work, and they were just two very different types of art, two di very different styles. Um, I really love the fact that we're able to exhibit things that are in a range mm -hmm. of what people might like, because art is, you know, in the eye of the beholder, and we all love different things for different reasons. Um, and so I love being part of, uh, being able to provide that, all of it. And so this exhibit we have now, it really is very diverse. We have some Kermit Olivers, we have um, a lot of local artists, but it was curating the exhibit was uh, was diff was a challenge in the best way because it just it's such a range and mm -hmm. it shows just the range of artwork that is exhibited and has been um, celebrated at Art Center for the past 50 with, years. With about 20 seconds left, Sorry. let us know about the event. That's a big event next Thursday yes. and what's happening that day and some of the artists will be on display. Yes, so it's our 50th anniversary celebration. Um, it starts at 6 to 9 p.m. It's at Art Center Waco. We have a lot of different artists, Carl Umloff, um, Kermit Oliver, Ty, Nathan Clark, lots of different ones, over 60 different uh, pieces of work to oh, come wow. see. So please come and support Art Center. We have lots of other exhibits and programs. Check out our website, artcenterwaco.org. People can scan the QR code on the screen to get that information. And yep. then I guess this is going to continue for a month or so, the yeah, celebration. Yeah, through January 20th. Uh, well, the exhibit will be up through January 20th. And it is free. So Art Center Waco is always free for people wow. to come yeah. in and enjoy. Um, that's part of one of making it accessible and available to everybody. So please come by. Perfect. Yeah, if you have friends coming out of town, I think it's a great thing to hit, you know, because we always look for ways, to, especially if you're coming for a second visit. There's yeah. some main, you know, don't forget about this, this great rate treasure we have in Central Texas. All right, so again, 50th anniversary, uh, ACW taking place next Thursday, November 9th, 6 p.m. You can buy the tickets by scanning that QR code right there on your screen. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us.
All right, so after Halloween, now the holiday season is getting into full swing, and that means the last big hurrah for video game releases. Yes, Andrew Hamilton from our Hardwired Gaming mm -hmm. team is here to run through some of the biggest games coming your way in this month's download. Ah, yes, the Thanksgiving season, a time to reflect on what you're thankful for. What am I thankful for? Oh, I'm thankful for one of the best years in video games to date. And November is set to continue that trend with a cornucopia of great games releasing this month. I'm Andrew Hamilton, here to guide you through some of the biggest titles in your November download. AI are coming for your jobs, and the good developers over at the Talos Principle 2 know it. So why not sharpen your mind on some of the most brain-tinglingly difficult puzzles out there? It's the literal least you can do to better yourself for the oncoming robotic uprising, which you can catch a glimpse of here where you're born into a biological, humanless world ruled by robots. Take on mind-bending puzzles while waxing poetic on what it means to be sentient. Pass the Turing test with the Talos Principle 2, available now on PS4, PS5, Xbox Series S and X, Windows PC, and Mac. Except for me. It's been two years since we last had any new Super Smash Bros. content, and the void is ever growing. Which is probably why last year Nickelodeon decided to throw their hat in the ring with Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, which released two meh reviews. Now, with the feedback of players and another year worth of experience, they are back and ready to throw down. A greatly expanded roster featuring Nicktoon favorites such as Jimmy Neutron, Aang, and Invader Zim, more tight controls, actual voice lines, and a wide range of other improvements has this entry shaping up to be a brawling good time. Challenge Ren and Stimpy to an Agni Kai when Nickelodeon All Star Brawl 2 launches November 7th for. PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Makarov. Call of Duty is doing the unthinkable and releasing <gasps> another game this year. All right, they do that every year. That's right, following on the massive success of Modern Warfare 2. No, not that one. Y yeah, that one. Infinity Ward is set to release the action-packed Modern Warfare 3. Not to be confused with 2011's Modern Warfare 3. We'll get to that in a minute. This Modern Warfare 3, though, will see the rise of Russian terrorist Makarov as Captain Price and Task Force 141 attempt to prevent World War 3. Again, if you're confused about why this is also called Modern Warfare 3, uh, let me explain. 2019 saw a reboot of the Modern Warfare franchise of Call of Duty games, but later it was revealed to be sort of a prequel to the original Modern Warfare. The rules of engagement have changed. Then 2022 rolls around and gives us Modern Warfare 2, which has a similar structure to both the story of the original Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2, so it was more like Modern Warfare 1.5. <sighs> now Modern Warfare 3 will see a culmination of both the new storyline and also combined elements from 2009's Modern Warfare 2 and 2011's Modern Warfare 3. See, it's really quite simple. Multiplayer will remain mostly unchanged, but will feature every map from 2009's Modern Warfare 2, now fully remade for modern gaming. Also, there will be zombies. Neat. Stay frosty when Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 launches November 10th for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and PC. Believe it! Everyone's favorite Demon Fox housing ninja is back with a new entry in the long-running Ultimate Ninja Storm series. Relive fan-favorite moments from the anime, including the bromance that is Naruto and Sasuke, as well as an all-new action-packed storyline created just for this game, featuring a truly insane amount of characters to pick from. Naruto Cross Boruto Ultimate Ninja Storm's connections is looking to be the ultimate Naruto experience. How far? 
Will you go? Get ready to relive the epic story of the Shinobi world when Naruto Cross Boruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Connections releases November 17th for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Only 90s kids will remember this one. Super Mario RPG is one of the coolest things Nintendo ever did with the characters of Mario, and it's coming back fully remade from the ground up for Nintendo Switch. Join Mario and friends as they seek out the superstar and try to stop Bowser from achieving his dastardly goals. But most importantly, Big Yoshi. Power up with a mushroom when Super Mario RPG returns anew on November 17th exclusively for Nintendo Switch. So many great games, so little time, but hey, at least the year is almost over. My wallet can finally rest easy knowing no more. Hmm? What's that? Oh, they stacked the first two months of next year with uh, massive titles? Neat. Well, never mind. Better get to enjoying some of those great titles before the backlog gets out of control. You can find a full list of all the games releasing in November over on our website, kwtx.com. Just head over to the Hardwired Games section. If you like what I do here and want to see more, head on over to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Now, go out there and play some games. For Hardwired, I'm Andrew Hamilton. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.